Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. What did I take away from today's episode? How easy it is to be wearing earbuds and to be surrounded by electrical devices all day long and how that's just part of my normal life. And maybe this isn't doing me any favors when it comes to my health. And perhaps this might be one of the reasons why some other countries are banning Wi-Fi in nurseries. Today's guest is Ben Salem, founder of WaveBlock. Ben has been in the real estate world his entire career, and it was out of necessity that he created his product. He told me he bought an EMF meter to check his baby's room for radiation. He was shocked when he discovered how much radiation was around the crib. So he did some research and learned how to create a baby blanket that would deflect the waves. He then used that tech to create his product, WaveBlock. Necessity is indeed the mother of invention. Well, good morning, Ben Salem. I have been wanting to talk to you for a long time. <laughs> it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, Interestingly enough, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there were so many interesting studies about electromagnetic fields and childhood leukemia and a lot of different things. I took that and kind of ran with it and thought, well, gosh, I really want to protect myself as much as possible. You know, whether or not the studies are true, I think it's just good to, to have some precautions. Can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on electromagnetic fields? You know, it's, it's interesting. What got me curious about all of this is, I think about four years ago when my son was born, I learned that some countries have banned Wi-Fi from nurseries and schools. That got me thinking, well, what do they know that we don't know? Why did they ban it? And when I started to dig a little bit deeper, I learned that our kids' skulls are much thinner than ours and they absorb 10 times the radiation as an adult skull. Oh my gosh, that's remarkable information. So children's skulls are much thinner than an adult skull. Yeah, so, you know, this technology is still still new, right? It's still so new and we don't know what's gonna happen in 20, 30, 40 years from now. We're seeing all these new laws come in, into place. Yeah, for example, I think in January, 2022, it's gonna be required for any any Bluetooth device to get tested and to get FCC tested. So all of a sudden they're saying, wait a minute, Bluetooth is not like it was in 1999. <laughs> it's a lot stronger now. Maybe we should get this tested. So, you know, why not protect our kids? You know, why not try to be ahead of the game? I mean, just like they said, uh, secondhand smoke was safe. Vaping is safe. GMOs are safe, you know? tanning and putting baby oil all over your body is safe. <laughs> this technology is not going away. You know, this generation is, is moving fast and, you know, we're not going to stop using our cell phones or our iPads or our wireless earbuds, but we have nothing to lose and everything to gain if we could do this safely. 
Correct. Well, and it's interesting. So going back to my original comments about back in the 80s and 90s, you know, people were concerned about maybe even buying a home that was near power lines because the data at that time was suggesting higher rates of childhood leukemia if you live near power lines. Fortunately, I'm not a scientist or a doctor or an engineer. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what's what's more harmful because we have low we have low radiation everywhere, but the amount of time that you might keep it touching your skin or in your ear is I think what makes me nervous. Um, so I mean, you, you know, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. But if you look at, you look at, I think, what was it? It's a, it was about 10, 15 years ago. Um, Tim Ferriss did a funny, a cool study. I don't know if you saw it or not, but the, the, his phone back in the day was 900 megahertz, right? <laughs> That's it. And not, not, not two G's, not four or five G's, only 900 megahertz. And his test was really interesting. He left his phone in his pocket for one hour a day. And for one hour a day, his fertility rate decreased tremendously. You know, the, the shape, the count, the swimming direction, the sperm count just went down, um, by double just from 900 megahertz in your pocket, you know, but it's just, so it's the duration of time not the power or the strength, I think. But again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, Ben. Um, I was listening to a podcast by Dave Asprey, who I'm a huge fan of, and I'd interviewed him a couple of years ago. And he was saying when he and his wife were trying to get pregnant, he knew the impact of EMFs on sperm and motility and so on. So he said he started, instead of carrying his phone um, right around, you know, his pocket, you know, right around waistline, he started wearing more like cargo pants, you know, and had it tucked in down by his femur, his thigh bone. And he said he, he wore it like that for years. And then he actually got a bone density test. And that area around where he carried his phone was impacted when compared to the other leg. And so my thoughts on this are, you know, maybe there isn't the long-term data and research to suggest or to really, you know, confirm a link. But what if this is causing problems? Can't we just be a little bit more cautious as we're using these electronic devices? I agree with you hundred percent. I think I really, we have nothing, nothing to lose by being cautious because it's still so new. I almost look at it as, you know, you could, you could buy organic blueberries or non-organic blueberries, right? We might not feel the difference, or feel it now, but our body does. Our body feels the difference. Right. And in 10 years or 15 years, you know, maybe there is some sort of a health link. And of course, my approach is from the cancer area as a cancer survivor. And is there anything I can do to prevent a recurrence? Being more careful around electromagnetic fields, could that be helpful? And so, of course, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So um, I want to talk a little bit about headphones. And again, because I'm coming from this information of reading about data about power lines, it brings it really home when we think about sticking headphones to our ears and then wearing them for eight to 10 hours a day. Can you tell me a little bit about the product you've created, which I actually saw on Instagram, it was an ad on Instagram and I'm a, a user of your product. And can you tell me a little bit about how you created that product? And actually, probably the bigger question is, why did you create that product? 
Yeah, sure. So it kind of started four years ago when my baby was in his crib, when I learned that some of the nurseries have banned Wi-Fi from, from nurseries. And I thought, well, since my baby is sleeping in his crib for most of the day, is there radiation inside his crib? So I bought a couple different radiation meters and put them inside his crib. And what I've discovered was the Wi-Fi router was about 10 feet away in the other room. And that was reaching his well, that was reaching his crib. And then I know that there's other things like the Nest smoke detector, which I didn't realize how much radiation was coming off that. So I thought, well, how do I how do I block this and protect my child when he's in his crib? So so what I did was I bought silver uh thread and polyester and took it to the dry cleaners and had them sew a baby bumper for me. So I made like a breathable baby bumper for my child. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> With silver thread and polyester. That's amazing. And it worked. And it, it, blocked, it blocked everything. And um, so, you know, so if I'm sitting next to my, my son with the iPad and I'm downloading something, the amount of radiation that comes through when you're downloading is pretty, pretty aggressive. Um, so I was able to, to block that radiation. And, you know, it, it was it was a great feeling to be able to pr protect my son. Um, and then and then when COVID hit, my other boys were on their in Zoom classes and they're in the Zoom classes for a couple hours. And then they're riding their bikes with the earbuds and, you know, they're wearing these earbuds all the time. Then they're falling asleep with the earbuds. So you start putting everything together. And if you look at if you look at some of the cell phone carriers, um, there's a disclaimer that says, keep your phone three quarter inch when you're talking. Some of them say half inch. Every cell phone has a different disclose, disclosure on not putting the phone directly to your ear. And all of a sudden we're putting earbuds in our ears. <laughs> and you know what? That disclosure used to be on your phone, but now they removed it and now it's on the website. So it's really hard to find. Okay. So then you see your kids during COVID and they're spending eight to 10 hours a day with, you know, these earbuds in, which is basically, like you said, it's a modem on each side connecting in the middle of their head. That can't, that can't be a good thing. We love to mountain bike with the earbuds. We love to snowboard and we're, it's not going away. And I thought, how do I block it? Is there a way to block it? So, so I tried a bunch of different things from lead to stone, to certain rocks, to everything I could find online. I put it on the earbud and then I would test that home and I would keep getting interference. Every time I was testing at home, you know, I have to turn off the Wi-Fi and make sure no one has any devices on. They keep interfering and almost like built my own Faraday cage in my, in my home and nothing was working. And then I thought, what if I could figure out a way to deflect the radiation, actually make the radiation bounce the opposite way. So I created a material that worked and it, and it worked at home. And I thought, this is too good to be true. This is nuts. This is too good to be true. <laughs> so, so I took it to a lab and that lab said, we're absolutely not going to test this. We have a non-disclosure uh, with some of these companies. Basically, get out of here. <laughs> so I said, I want to test it here with the same radiation meters in the same room. It means everything to me. I'll pay you your fee and you don't have to put it in writing. So... Um, we did the test for about 10 hours with a sticker on and with the sticker off and we got incredible results anywhere from 85 to 95 percent reduction depending on which 
product we were testing. And then uh, those engineers were blown away because they said, we don't let our kids wear these. Really? So the engineers at this place that shall remain nameless, <laughs> they would not allow their kids to wear the earbuds that you're talking about that you were testing. They might know something that the rest of us don't. Is that what you're saying? I think I think <laughs> so, that they know how antennas really work much better than we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have inside knowledge that we don't have. And also, you know, we're just so used to wearing them now that I think most people just don't give it a second thought. It's the norm. It's the norm. It's perfectly normal to just stick an earbud into your ear and have it in there for eight to 10 hours. Yeah. They're, they're comfy. You don't feel that they're on. and They are very comfy. You're right. You're right. So I asked them, I said, who is your competitor and who I want to, who's the largest lab in the world? And they gave me a tub sud. I went there, did the test, got the same results. And then I said, let's take it even a step further. We got the results from for the radiation, but now let's do a full SAR test and see how much radiation gets absorbed into the human tissue, into the cells, how deep it goes in. Just like when you create a cell phone, the FCC requires you to get these tests done to make sure there's a certain amount that really gets absorbed into our tissue. There's a certain amount allowed, basically. And every, every country is a little bit different with what they allow. So I was able to do that and got some incredible results as well. So I ran home and told my wife, oh my God, I can't believe it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So yeah, I mean, and you know, you created this basically because you saw a need. Yeah, it just by accident, 100% by accident. Right. You're successful by accident, which I love because you know, again, that's the, that's the most, um, those are the products that, that seem to make the biggest difference in people's lives is somebody saw a need and they filled it. Another interesting fact, I was talking to our youngest daughter and she is 26 and I'm a holistic nutritionist. I know that my thoughts and ideas are not always mainstream. You know, I read a lot of research. I see a lot of data. You know, I know that people think I'm a little bit kooky and that's fine. I don't mind being a little bit kooky. So I was talking to her about your product and I said, look, it's this little tape that goes around your earbuds. It costs, what is it? $35, Ben. And if you can afford earbuds, you can afford to wrap them to make them safer. And I said, I can't tell you that this is going to protect you from, you know, name 15 diseases. And I could be wrong, but what if I'm right? And you're spending $35 to protect yourself, which could last for the rest of your life. And she's like, okay, give them to me. <laughs> and she wrapped her, earbud, her earbuds in them. Because again, you know, I mean, there may not be, you know, empirical data and, you know, long-term studies and double blind to say, yes, this is the right way to go. No, this is the wrong way to go. But how about we just be a little bit careful? And if we look at people when they were a lot healthier, which was maybe, 70, 80 years ago, they didn't have any of the devices that we have today. And, you know, maybe we could just, you know, kind of be a little bit more ancestral, meaning, you know, we're not using the devices next to our body. I mean, I have friends who carry their cell phones literally on their waistband or they hang out, you know, a lanyard around their body. And I just think, oh my gosh, you have no idea. And nobody does. You have no idea what that could or could not be doing to your body. So why not just 
put it in your your handbag and put it somewhere else um you know and just protect yourself a little bit more yeah i think we have nothing to lose i mean radiation is radiation right radiation is radiation and there's you know you know native radiation which means basically it comes from the sun or the earth and different things like that just in our natural environment and then there's non-native which means it's man-made radiation which means it's coming from laptops and and um cell phones and headphones and all of that so since we haven't been testing those for 30 or 40 years maybe we should just tread into this cautiously so ben tell me a little bit about your thoughts on how other countries handle wi-fi and emfs and you know what do you what do you see happening in other countries and is the us behind in this area from a health perspective yeah it's really interesting because some countries say age six and under should not be near any wi-fi devices so the kindergartens and nurseries don't don't allow them um and there's a, there's a lot of countries you could look them up uh it's fascinating and they've implemented these um several years ago and some countries have different um different criteria for what is allowed for for example for the SAR test for the absorption of the radiation so i don't know what i i have no idea what they know that we don't know or what tests they have done it's it's interesting it's interesting why we are not jumping on this as well why well i know you'd also mentioned um some data from australia they've set exposure limits Italy, France, Austria. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I don't know what their exact levels are, but I've know they've they've jumped on it and they're and they're definitely ahead of the game. The US might be behind a little bit in that area because I hear nothing about children needing to be cautious around these electric gadgets that we all carry. I, I just don't think there's enough awareness. I think that it's scary because we just don't why not be ahead of the game, right? Why not be ahead of the game? You know, it's hard to get my little guy off of his iPad. That thing's always on his lap. And, you know, so so how do we do that safely? Or how do we limit the time and limit the exposure? I think that's the key. You know, in my house, the cell phones, are when they charge or at night, they're always away. They're, all the charging stations are in the bathroom, far away from everyone. Our, our um, um, modem turns off. We have a timer on it. So at night, it, we turn it off. But we try to, you know, live a normal life but just limit the exposure. Yeah, because you know, these these products and these items are not going to go away. We live in a very fast world. We most of us carry our cell phone all the time and if we don't have it, we feel like, you know, there's something missing on our body. I guess the key is is how do we move forward knowing that we're going to be using all of these devices? We also maybe have data that isn't saying, "Hey, you need to you know, limit your cell phone use, or you need to, you know, do this, this, and this. So how do we combine common sense and precautions moving forward with living in all this technology? Yeah, I think people just need to start with the basics, right? You don't need to sleep with your, with the earbuds in your ears and fall asleep with them. Because a, a lot of people love to read, listen to books and fall asleep with their earbuds or use your cell phone as a alarm clock. So it's, you know, one foot away from from your head i think these things are just they all add up and you know it's really interesting how the phones work if the signal is weak on your ipad or on your phone it's going to work harder 
your phone's going to work harder. The antenna is going to work harder. When you're downloading something, it starts to work harder. The radiation increases. It could go from, you know, from a, from a one to a 10 in one second. So all these things are really interesting. So you don't, you know, and just because the phone is not getting hot doesn't mean that, oh, I'm safe. It's not getting hot. Cause they keep saying, if it gets hot, that means it's unsafe. Things that don't get hot, it's not, the earbuds are not getting hot. They can't, it's not a big deal. Only microwaves get hot. So that's unsafe. Well, how do you know that? This is long-term exposure. How do you know? Well, we don't know, but we'll find out in a couple of years. <laughs> or 10 years. And by then, you know, there might be a lot of <laughs> things going on in our body, again, due to this very, I mean, I'll say excessive use, but I'm a, you know, I'm guilty. I have my phone near me all the time, but I will say that I am more cautious probably than most people. I, I use your product. I keep my phone um, on, on airplane mode a good amount of the time. Um, but I know that it's still emitting and there's other things in my environment that are, you know, emitting EMFs. So if you could, Ben, just give us a maybe two or three tips of how we can reduce our EMF exposure. And then I'd also like you to talk a little bit more about your product. Yeah, I think for the EMF exposure, I think just like I said, try to keep it away from your head as much as you can. Use speakerphone. Don't even use earbuds if you don't need to. Just use speakerphone. Keep the phone away from your head when you're sleeping. Keep it in the bathroom. Turn if your wireless router is close to your room, um, you know, I mean, even ten feet, you you could. You, some people feel it. I would I would have it turned off or relocate it. What's really fascinating is that every day we get reviews and emails, and I never even knew this was a problem until I launched this product. But we get reviews saying I no longer have headaches. My, I, I no longer have ringing in my ear. I used to be like fuzzy, fuzzy brained. Every day we get these comments from, from everywhere. And I never knew that people have sensitivity to this. So it's fascinating, fascinating to learn that. So I think it's worth trying and just to see what happens if you limit the exposure. Right. I actually um, have been reading some data about impact and what that might look like for some people when they're having too much EMF exposure. First of all, I saw that it was um, women were 80, it was 80% women that seemed to have the most sensitivity to EMF exposure. And that can look like ringing, ringing in the ears, um, anxiety, depression, headaches, um, and the list really goes on and on if you really dig into some of the data. And so I find that that's interesting that you get a lot of letters from women saying, I don't have headaches anymore with my earbud use. It's, it's really interesting. It's, it's really interesting. I think that a lot of our buyers are, are women. Uh, I think the women are usually the CEOs of every household. <laughs> that is very true, Ben. <laughs> I'm of sure course. it's also in your household. <laughs> and, and you know, they're, they're always ahead of the game. They're, they're thinking, how do I protect my family? How do I protect my family? So, so we see a lot of women trying WaveBlock and, and giving us awesome reviews. So it's really interesting to learn this and see this. And it, I never thought we would get so much feedback about this. So it would be fun to do a study on this. It'd be fun to actually call every single person that's written a review or an email and just like, can you give me more details about this? Right. Right. Yeah. I think that'd be fascinating. And 
my story is that, you know, I see my husband and he's got him, he's got him in 10, 12 hours a day. Cause he's at work for, you know, eight to 10 hours. And then he's out in the yard doing yard work and mowing the lawn and he still has them in. And I used to bug him and I'd say, take them out between phone calls. And he's like, yeah, but then, you know, I got to remember to put them back in and where did I leave them? So I get all of that as well. So when I saw your product and then I was so enamored with your product, I actually called you and said, okay, is this, it feels like this is too good to be true because you know what this means? If I get them for my husband, I don't have to bug him anymore. I don't have to nag him anymore to take him out. And one of the things I remember you telling me is that it knocks down radiation. Was it 95%? Yeah, it depends on which model. It's either 95 or about 85%. Yes. Yeah, which just as the CEO of this household uh, and as a holistic nutritionist, I feel like I am responsible for my family to take care of them. Now, when I see my husband and he's got them in for 12 hours, I don't say a word because I just feel like he's as protected as he can possibly be. So Ben, we're wrapping up here and this is the way I like to end each episode. If there's just one thing that somebody could do to increase their health, in your opinion, what would that be? I would, I would really just li- limit as much radiation as you can. Just use, just use speakerphone or go old school and use a landline. Not not the end of the world, right? It's not. But, you know, very relevant advice, though, is that use the speakerphone because yeah. a lot of us don't have landlines anymore, but we all have cell phones. And it's so easy just to push that button on speakerphone and just use speakerphone. And then how far do you recommend keeping it away from you? You know, even a couple inches makes the biggest difference. Really? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, if you hold, if you hold a radiation meter, just even five inches away, you'll notice the biggest difference. Okay. That's great advice. So speakerphone and keep the phone just a few inches from your body. Love it. Well, thank you, Ben. We really appreciate having you on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. I love wearing my wireless headphones. They're so convenient, but I am concerned about wearing them for too long. There are native EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, that come from the sun or the earth, and then there are non-native, which come from cell phones, earbuds, electric blankets, just to name a few. I don't know about you, but I don't want high levels of EMFs around my body and certainly not my head. A few months ago, I saw an ad pop up on social media about a product called WaveBlock. This company created an anti-radiation sticker that deflects the majority of EMFs that are emitted by my earbuds. I was so intrigued that I actually called the owner of the company. We had a great conversation and I asked him some tough questions about his product. I walked away won over by his enthusiasm and his story of why. When I asked him why he created this product, his answer was to protect his kids that were surrounded by EMFs all day long. I feel like I can now wear my WaveBlock protected earbuds all day since 95% of the EMFs are deflected. In today's show notes, I have a coupon for 20% off of WaveBlock. Use the code ENOS20 when you purchase your WaveBlock products. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 